0: Hi, and welcome to Rescuing Churches. If you love pastoral life, ministry, and church revitalization, this is a great place to join the discussion about why the local church matters, how we can help the ones that are in decline, and be an encouragement to their pastors along the way. We'll even get to hear stories from special guests about what God is doing in the church at large. This show is hosted by two guys who serve the local church and is for everyone within the local church. Thanks for tuning in today. Let's go. what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rescuing Churches, where it's always a great adventure, discussing church revitalization and pastoral life. Josh Gibbons here, along with my dad, Stan. Dad, how are you doing?
1: Having a great adventure.
0: Having a great adventure. Just yeah, got, absolutely. Just love, got, the,
1: love the ministry stuff.
0: Yeah, you just got back from a great adventure. Sure did. So today, you want to talk about one of my favorite subjects, <laughs> which is doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> the slackers. Slackers. Sloth. My favorite subject of all. Mm. And it's funny because you were crazy busy all weekend doing ministry stuff and then had to fly back in and leave music and preach this morning. And do ministry stuff. And then spin around and do a couple of podcast episodes. And now you just want to sit down and talk about doing nothing. (laughs) Doing ministry stuff. That's right.
1: Let's have a conversation
0: about doing nothing. And you say, whatever you do, and I'm going to fuss at you for your double negative here. Sure. Whatever you do, don't do nothing. Yes, There's right. two negatives in that sentence. But big point. Shout out to our pastor friend, Paul <laughs> Jettle. I'm not going to be the grammar Nazi today. Instead, <laughs> I'm going to ask you, right. what do you mean by that?
1: Please explain. Yeah, I just mean that as pastors this last year, we've taken a lot of stuff offline. Our church's uh, footprint and activity stuff has slowed way down with COVID and you know, some churches are still not meeting at all. And so um it feels like we're we're we've pulled the reins back and pulled the whole wagon train to a stop. Right. Um and for some pastors that was an awesome deal because you it was like a vacation for a little bit. It's like all I gotta do is go to church and I'm preach today. Off every day I, I don't <laughs> have to have a board meeting. I don't have to <laughs> I don't have to design the next small group. I don't have to figure out what we're doing for this because we're really not able to do that right now. Right. For whatever reason, a lot of churches were not doing any of that. Um, you know, so even though Lowe's and Winn-Dixie and Home Depot can meet every day with hundreds of thousands of people in them, <clears throat> we had to, we had to curtail ours. So, but you're not bitter about it. I'm that. not bitter. Not bitter. Um, but, but it, it, it just slowed our routine down a little bit. It gave us time to reevaluate some of our programs and, um, Your counseling was became a lot less because people didn't want to interact. Home visits were almost not going to occur. Hospital visits were completely out. Um, Still, for a lot of hospitals, that's true. Um, So, um, you know, your your even your some some churches wouldn't you couldn't do a funeral, you know. So,
0: oh yeah, they they took a lot of stuff. Why why do you think that there was such a tendency
1: for everybody to think
0: of? Let me just ask you here the local church, capital C during that time that you're referencing here as closed. Like, like what, what do you think
1: actually prompted that? Well, it, was, the termino- it was a terminology that was used around the co- the country for everything. For everything. We're, we're closing everything for mm-hmm. a little while. We're going to close down. We're closing shops. We're closing all the little marketplaces. Uh, we're closing all non-essentials. And right. so I remember being asked the week of, You know, the the mayor in our town said we can't do church on Sunday. You know, did we close church? And I'm like, you can't close a church. That's a weird term. (laughs) You're using a weird term. Are we going to not meet in our sanctuary on Sunday? Correct. Because the mayor says we can't. Uh, however, we are going to do a digital presence, and we're still to the church. Right? <laughs> it's not closed. The church still exists. It's not a it's not a business yeah. that you can close. It's not like, a building. Yeah, like put a sign outside, open or closed. That's not how that works. Right? Church is twenty four seven. So, um, so there was some some challenges with that with just terminology. But but I think for some ministries and ministers, um, and I, and I I believe in some of the smaller churches, your your youth leader or your you know, your volunteer children's pastor, your volunteer choir director, whatever. I think when they when you pull them offline for an extended period of time, they stayed offline. Right. And and now everything's you know we're trying to see what twenty twenty one is going to bring. And my fear is everybody's just going to keep doing nothing. <laughs> let's just let's just stay at the nothing line. You know, Proverbs ten: He who comes poor is he who works with a slack an idle hand, but uh, the hand of the diligent makes rich. And we're not talking about rich in, you know, wealth. We're talking about rich in spiritual things. Uh, he who gathers in the summer is a wise son, but he who sleeps in the harvest is a son who causes shame. Blessings are upon the head of the uncompromisingly righteous um, who are in right standing with God, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. And Proverbs is saying, we need to be diligent, uh, disciplined and diligent and, you know, I really stand on my statement of, you know, do, don't be a pastor that's just decided I'm, I'm, we're not doing anything for a while. We don't do anything. No meetings, no nothing. Let's get after, find a way to restart every part of your program that was healthy or good Absolutely. or come up with something new. If it's Zoom, it's Zoom. Right. But meet with your board, meet with your elders, meet with your leadership team. Pray with people over Zoom if you need to. Uh, if your family, if there are families that just still don't want you in their home because they have an elderly person there that's sick or maybe a, a child that's had some, you know, immune compromise, whatever. So you can't even go see them and they haven't been out in a long time, zoom with them, whatever you got to do, sure. whatever you got to do. Let's, let's, I'm just saying, let's not sit around and do nothing right. because the culture's saying we still have to do nothing. And and sadly, and I think that
0: this has and impr- this is uh is came up in our conversation with Carl Vaders, who we had on the podcast not too long ago, and we'll drop a link to that in the show notes on this one, is that there has been a trend in the wake of COVID for a lot of pastors to give up and fold, a lot of churches to give up and fold in the wake of all that because of... Correct. The, the difficulties with um, the technology aspect or the difficulties with, well, ministry is harder now because of COVID or there's not enough of us to meet anymore. Whatever the reason right. is, right. it's just a, well, we're just going to give up.
1: Yeah. And, and I think some churches. We're not going to do anything. Yeah. Some churches, like you're saying, because the ones that want to come back, there's only a small group. They were maybe a church of 100 or 70 or whatever. And now there's only 10 that want to come back. Yeah. So it's, it's almost feels to the pastor like, well, that's a waste of time for 10. It's not right. It's not. That's 10 core people that really understand the need for fellowship and, and, you know, face to face communication and all that. So build off of that. Don't, don't make the other ones mad by, you know, saying y'all are wrong for wanting to stay home, but take that 10 and say, Hey, we're moving forward. Now, granted, you'll have to uh, move into it. You, you would probably say, or, or I would assume you would
0: agree with this. You would probably have to move into that, obviously, with a, 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 somewhat of a new mindset. You, if you're, if you had seventy to hundred to one hundred and fifty people before, and now you've only got ten, correct. You're going to have to move forward with a different mindset, of right? Yeah, kind
1: of a church planner. Broke something okay. off, so they're all sitting a little we're closer Keep your social distance, but we're starting over
0: now. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, you get yeah, and and you're not really starting over if the other people are somehow still connected. You were talking in your last the last podcast we were talking about you're staying connected right uh, yep. through social media it's not as healthy a connection but at least it is something so if your pastor is still on the phone with a bunch of people that are part of the church but aren't coming right uh if there's still communication with them that's fine um, but you can do a lot of creative things have, have a meet at your house and and if it's if it's only 10 say hey we're going to meet on my back deck i got a big enough deck that we can sit space, social distance out it's outdoors you know, got a little covering for it. So let's meet here and have some Bible study. If you ten want to have a Sunday service with me at Sunday, then Sunday afternoon we're going to cook hot dogs at my house and meet on the deck. Um, so, you're, so you're actually getting multiple other things uh, happening over there. That's good. That's a good suggestion. And you talk about how the pace has kind of picked back up. Well, it should be. <laughs> my fear is some pastors have let that pace become the norm. That that you know we we're just, don't. We're just chugging along. Right, and and all I need to do is worry about my Sunday sermon. Right, um, I'm a little concerned about a few churches that we've been in touch with that that's all they have is the Sunday sermon. Yeah, um, they they don't they they cancel their Wednesday night because COVID said you know yeah. let's not meet a bunch yeah. so There's they canceled no, Wednesday night no, and they don't no, and no. they didn't they didn't even do Zoom now we we zoomed ourselves through that or well I think we zoomed and Facebook and whatever Facebook, we, did. Yeah, we, yeah, did we did we
0: did Facebook something
1: Facebook Live so we haven't really missed a Wednesday night. Service we would teach it all the way through that um, we started doing Zoom with some of our small groups and some of our other right. stuff and but I know some churches that have literally gone to the Sunday morning you know ten o'clock 11 o'clock worship event that's what they do yep and, and that's and, it for the whole week yeah there's no small groups there's no women's ministry there's no uh, uh, men's ministry there's no children anything that's all Which- which unfortunately means that
0: there's in all likelihood no discipleship happening. Correct. That's my point.
1: Very good. Very good. I, I, um, I, I, I think I've heard this before. <laughs> yeah, he may have. He may have heard me rant about this uh, while I pace the house sometimes. But but I, I really think that it's it's just not healthy. You're definitely not going to be a functioning church if all you're doing is putting a virtual sermon out on Sunday. Very true. Um, even, even if you're having a, uh, if, if you're, if your church meets on Sunday, because it's finally come back to a place where it meets, maybe they're mask up and divide, you know, social distance or whatever. Um, it's a weird thing to me that church has social distance, but whatever that is. Um, but if you're, if your church is, is meeting on Sunday, but you're saying, Hey, with, with all this COVID fear or all this COVID stuff that's happening, we don't need to be doing anything else. So only that is happening on Sunday. You're not a healthy church, and I'm just going to go on you're record to say, spiritually healthy. yeah, you're not. You're not a, a church. that, Yeah, I'm not worried about the physical health.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let
1: the government worry about that. <clears throat> Whoever's in charge of the healthcare officials. Um, but I'm saying you're, that one thing a week is not going to help your church be stronger, healthier, uh, spiritually growing at all. Right. It's not going to cause spiritual growth and help them uh, become what they're supposed to be. So very concerned that churches are doing that. Um, you and I were cutting up about this with my, it's one of my favorite lines from uh, Silverado is a, if you, if you pastors haven't seen Silverado, classic, well, well worth the watch. Classic so, mid-80s western movie. Yeah, classic classic western, and uh, sad they never made a, a sequel to it, but the bad sheriff in that like any good western, has got to have a really bad corrupt sheriff. Always an evil sheriff. Um, and he's an old friend of one of the key men in the in the program, which is a guy named Payton. And, um, and Payton is a guy who really has a good heart, uh, in the, in the middle of it, you kind of begin to see all that. Uh, and he comes into town, uh, and his heart is really good. He's, it's been in the right way, but the sheriff hires him, um, to help with some things around town and Payton wants to do right by some stuff. And some of his old friends, and the sheriff actually says in a conversation, um, Don't get in my way. Don't get in the way. You know, I have to do my thing. Some of these friends you have, don't get in the way. And he tells Payton, Just, Payton says, What do you want me to do then? Yep. He says, Just do nothing. And Payton says, It's been a line I've quoted many times. He has to pause and think for a minute. Yeah, he <laughs> pauses for a minute. Uh, and Payton says, I'm a great believer in doing nothing. So I don't want my pastor friends to become great believers. In doing nothing. Um, I don't want, I don't want them to, to like the fact that we could take some blocks of time off this past year because of the way COVID stunted everything. Right. And we can take these big blocks of time off and do nothing. Um, so I'm, I'm saying we need to get ourselves, we need to get reengaged and especially with the environment of our, our culture In America, um, we are a very divided country um, politically, relationally, socially, uh, tribally, ethnically, anything you name. There's this massive division and there's something driving our culture that's deep within us. I am not smart enough or philosophical enough to understand what to call it. Uh, probably Jordan Peterson and some other guys have ranted about it and have terminology for it. There is something driving our culture where we we choose now to find every little thing we can to separate us from each other, and you know tribalize ourselves, then re-tribe, divide that tribe into smaller tribes, and you know pretty soon I find the three people that are the only three people that really see it the exact way I see it, think the exact way I think, dress the exact way I dress, and they're the safe people. And everybody else isn't just different, they're bad. Right. And our culture's gotten there. So it's starved for relationships, as you said in the last podcast. It's starved for relationships. It's starved for a healthy church and what a healthy church environment can bring to yeah, it. We were starved for that before COVID and then COVID just amped it up. Correct. Correct. Yeah. The culture has been starved for that since Adam fell. Yeah, from but, yes, Yeah. But the church is the answer. Exactly. So I'm saying Absolutely. we need to get something going as a church. If your church is sitting still and flat right now, Um, And y'all are kind of just doing a one or two thing two service thing. And that's all you're I would I would I would say
0: on that note, don't don't think that you said um, don't get comfortable there thinking that, you know, that's okay, or don't become a fan of that. Right. Don't also think that it's normal. That this is the new norm. Yeah, don't let the normal set
1: there yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's don't, correct.
0: Don't start thinking that this whole like once that. a week thing is, like is the norm of the church now. Yeah. It's not normal. It, it, it can't, it can't can never be if your have church is normal. going to be healthy.
1: God called you to a much higher standard than that. And if you Absolutely. read your New Testament, the church is supposed to be active and alive in the community. It's supposed to be filled with one another's. So I, I'm going to encourage you to find a few shut-ins in your church. Here's just a list. Yeah, you got some great suggestions here. Yeah. Find some shut-ins in your church or neighborhood and care for them. Uh, find out who's, if you have some shut-ins in your church and just are afraid of all this, say, Hey, we'll, we'll make food drops for you. You know, we'll come, we'll, we'll bring you some food. We'll, we'll do a lawn care if you need it. We'll take care of you as a church. So you're, you're keeping that relational aspect going. You're staying in touch with them, uh, and you're checking on them. Um, Find a small group. We talked about this a minute ago. If you have four or five, ten people in your church that aren't afraid to serve and feed the homeless in the area. Yeah. You know, something that our, some of our people in our church do every Sunday now. They leave here and go stand on a street corner and witness and, and, and feed people, um, in, in a poor part of town. So, um, take a, ch- take, take a few church friends out. Uh, pass out tracks and bottled water at gas stations. You know we've got a couple of people here that are beginning to love to do that. And it literally takes a case of bottled water and you know a handful of gospel tracks and a smile. It's all you got to do. Um, but but it, it means you're actually doing something now. You're not just sitting as a church, but you're trying to make effort to do some of the New Testament. You know, reach the lost, love the community. Yep. Um, and it's putting it's putting your church
0: out there in the community. And I'll say I'll say great it's, commandment, it's
1: a, great commission. Yep.
0: And it's a fantastic idea from multiple angles and multiple aspects to all of my fellow communications ministers mm-hmm. out there. You are ministering when you do that. Mm-hmm. You are a you know a minister of the gospel when you go and do things like that, and when your church does things like that. Plus,
1: it's putting your church's name out in the community, which is what you want anyway, right? So, as a pastor, you you might have taken. You know, a couple of hours every week were part of your hospital or home visits. Turn that, since not, that's not available, let's turn that into, a, I'm going to stop by the local jail, the metro, you know, metro jail here in town. I'm going to meet the chaplain. I'm going to ask for the, the sheriff's chaplain or the jail chaplain if they have one. Most Most jails have a chaplain now um i'm going to get to know him as a local pastor and i'm going to say hey how can i get on the visitation list and what days is a good day to come and can you tell me one or two inmates that have been here for you know a few days that you know i could probably i should probably you know at least make an effort to check on and get some names and just get to know them um you know you don't you got to be careful with some of that cuz they're going to ask you for every favor in the world and ask you for money in a car and, you know, a home when they get out. Oh, but, yeah. but, but at the same time, you, you begin to visit the people in jail. The, the Bible talks about, you know, you didn't visit me when I was in jail um, as, as part of, you know, how we're supposed to live our lives is caring for people in prison and jails. So find a way to minister in, in specific needed areas. Same mm-hmm. thing. And, you know, I'm pretty big on this, but stop by your local rehab center, especially if there's some faith based ones in your area the rehab or if your town has a what's called a rescue mission or a uh, they might just be feeding the homeless. They don't really rehab anybody. They just feed the homeless. Stop by there. Get to know the people that run it. Get to know the, 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 the staff that leads that and become regular encouragers of that staff, but also sit down at dinner with these men and women that may be homeless or, you know, may have. And, and you'll see in there, if you'll just pray with them, you don't have to provide anything but prayer for them and build relationships, but you're doing what the Bible calls us to do ministry-wide. And I'm saying to that as pastors, but I, you know, as you know, I have a little theme that says when you do something as a pastor and it's possible, take somebody with you, you know, grab one of the guys at church and say, Hey, I'm going down tonight to meet the guy that that runs the rescue mission. Come with me. Let's, let's have a dialogue and talk, which is a great part of discipleship. Correct. Correct. Um, You know, I I think as well, you you think about the mom and pop businesses in your area. We have a bunch of them in our town that are really struggled because of COVID and because they had to shut down for too many days, you know, little boutiques and little restaurants and that kind of deal. Get to know the owners of those places. Find out who the owner is. Get to know them. Set up a time and say, hey, I'd really like to, I mean, your, your business is, you know, three miles from my church, two miles from my church. I'd love to come by and pray for your business uh, regularly, if you if you're not opposed to that. Even if you don't, if you're not a person of faith, that's fine. I I am, (laughs) right. So I'll pray on behalf of us. But I'd really love to pray over your business and that everything's okay. Oh yeah. Well, in the process of that, you get to say, "Hey, is there something about your family I can pray about?" Is there, you know? And you may actually know somebody that could help them if they have needs. You may, you may not. But sometimes God builds those connections because we're just willing to make the effort. Exactly. And that's my really biggest point here is don't sit around and do nothing. <laughs> is that a double negative? Probably. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah. I won't hold it against you. Yeah. Don't be a big fan of doing nothing as as we as Payton was. Let's let's actually be uh, proactive as a church, and let's let's take this what we're calling downtime and say how can I redistribute my time now. To some things that could reach the community. Exactly. Let's get something going. And I agree with you. I mean, especially in this post-COVID community right now, as you say, there's
0: so many people that are, and we mentioned this in in a previous episode, so many people are looking for hope and relationships, as you say here. So, I mean, one
1: of the churches we're helping down in uh, Mississippi, uh, not, not far from us down in South Mississippi, um, they're, they're going to do the laundry love. They're going to, they're going to take, take some coins, (laughs) lots of coins with them and sit in a laundromat with a couple of pizzas and people that are doing laundry are captive audience. Man, they put their clothes in a washing machine. It's going to take 30 minutes. Exactly. And they got to dry them for another yep. 30 minutes. You're a you captive audience. Exactly. And, and if you've got pizza and, you know, bottled water. And Jesus. Yeah. That's and, all you need. And a whole lot of Jesus. <laughs> you get to have conversations with them. That's all you um, need, man. So, it again, that's, that's saying I'm not going to do nothing. We're going to find something that we can do that brings ministry to life and builds relationships in the community fantastic so no more slackers really good suggestion no more slackers all right guys
0: that's gonna do it for us today i'm josh that's stan thanks so much for listening and we will catch you next time you've been listening to rescuing churches a discussion for the local church and its leaders this show is brought to you by 614 ministries be sure to follow us on facebook and twitter at 614 rebuild and visit us online at 614 ministries.org also subscribe rate and review on itunes spotify or wherever you enjoy your podcast thanks for listening